welcome to the Yet We Thrive podcast. We're your hosts, Jessica and Lindsay. Even though we're all part of this club that we never intended to sign up for, we are so glad you're here. We are a community for women who have lost babies or have struggled to get pregnant, and we're here to help you thrive even in the midst of those impossible circumstances. So join us as we show you practical and sometimes unconventional ways every week for how to thrive in this one crazy life. Welcome back to We Thrive Podcast. This is episode 121, and today we have a special guest, Dara Oldham, on with us today to share her story. So thank you so much for joining us today, Dara. It's so nice to like see you. I know we've been in co-op together, but I feel like I haven't seen you, like I haven't been there in forever. So it's been a hot minute. Yeah. So it's always a blessing to see your face. Uh, but before we dig in, something that is frustrating us and something that is bringing us joy. Do you want to go first? Yes, I can do that. Okay. I'll start with joy first. Okay. That's, that's, I would just have to be my grandkids right now because they're just amazing. So that's probably the thing that brings me the most joy. How many grandchildren? I have got three permanent grandchildren. Okay. And then two fosters. Okay. So that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Um, something that is frustrating me is that I'm coming to the end of my homeschooling journey. Uh-huh. Like I've got a senior and a junior this year, so it's yeah. almost over. It's crazy. And um, I don't have any clue what to do afterwards. <sighs> that's that's like one and of then, my like... <sighs> like I'm looking at all this yawning space. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what am I yeah. going to do to fill it? Yeah. Grandkids. So. Your grandkids fill. Yeah. I mean, I have some ideas too, but she right, already yeah. knows my ideas right. for that. So. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking Aww. about it. So that's the other frustration is making myself yeah. take steps. Yeah. 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 It's well, because it's a big... A it's big a transition. Change. It's huge. It's a I've new season. I've been homeschooling for 23 years now. So yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Embrace that new season. I know. It's going to be so great. Well, my mom will tell you who was in the same boat, homeschooled four kids for 20 yeah. whatever years. She's she's busier now than ever. So there you go. There's also that. <laughs> Maybe I don't need to worry. <laughs> no, Maybe you no. don't need to worry. But it's so. that's yeah. just naturally going to come. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Well, uh, what's bringing me joy? Are you guys ready? Are you are you ready for I'm this? I'm so ready. We got sod put down in our backyard. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> for three years. The three years we've been doing this podcast, I've complained about oh, our dirt my pit gosh. of a backyard. So. Yeah, especially with dogs. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we finally got sod put down. Awesome. Thank goodness. Well, like what broke the straw that broke the camel's back is we had one, another co-op family mm-hmm. over for dinner and he owned a landscaping company and he took one look at our backyard and goes, you will never grow grass right. back there. You have to put down sod. And we're like, okay, okay. <laughs> that's what it was. That's what did it. Yeah. Um, but the frustration is that Watering. the dogs, oh. we, they're going insane. So we have to take them for walks, but they're not very good walkers. And it's just, they just have so much energy, even yeah. with us walking them and they're making us crazy and yeah. more so by the day. Yeah. So we've got to water it for like two solid weeks before it tar- starts to take like shallow roots. Okay. I think it's going to take three for ours though, because we're still letting them out there to like right. go potty and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Cause they don't, again, they don't always do well if we take them out front to go right. potty. Right. <sighs> Creatures of habit. It's a whole thing. But it's okay because just pray everybody that it takes. (laughs) I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. It looks really, really good though. It does look good. It looks so good. Yay. Well, my frustration and joy go hand in hand. So I love interior decorating. I love creating spaces inside my home. 
everything outside, like landscaping, I am clueless. It's such a different game. It, I, it is. It's literally so frustrating because <laughs> I'll like get on Pinterest. I'm like, oh yeah, I like this. No, I like this. I like that. I'm like, how do I incorporate with what we have? Mm-hmm. And so, but my joy is one of my really good friends. She like, she thrives in that. And she like just did her all outside just like that. Like just oh did goodness. it and put it together. There it is. And so she's like, I will come save you. I will come help you do this. I'm like, oh, bless you. Because I'm like, I don't, like, I have not a clue what I want to do. Well, I feel like there's just more of a science to it than inside. Yes. Like, inside, for me at least, it's just like, oh, this looks good together. I'll right. put that in there. Make right. sure there's, like, some contrast and some textures right. and whatever. But when it's outside, you have to think about, like, well, this plant grows taller yes. than this plant. I have to and keep this, things alive. Yes. Right. And this thing blooms yes. at this time and right. this blooms at this time. And just trying to think about next to each other right because this one will overtake this one there's just like there a lot more like knowledge yeah how much sun does it need yes Mm -hmm. yeah and so it's just way too many layers that Uh i'm like "Mm, nope yeah do it so yep agreed it's a lot yeah so but i'm ready for it to like be done you know and just come together yeah so that's why i planted a lot of wildflowers because they're like weeds that you plant on purpose and Uh you don't have to think about them anymore yes and they're so pretty they are yeah i love them we want to like till up some of our side yard and just throw some wildflowers down and Mm -hmm. then i can pick them all year and not all year all season right right you know yeah yeah it's best good We like to take some time in July to share stories of heartache not related to miscarriage, infertility, or baby loss. We know that at the end of the day, pain is pain, grief is grief, and loss is loss. And even if our stories aren't the same, we're really not that different from one another. So we feel it's important to share those stories as well. Dara is our good friend from co-op. We met six, seven years ago. I can never remember exactly. It's all a blur. Um, But she and I were placed in the nursery together uh, our first year of co-op. And I was pregnant with twins at the time. And then Dara has a set of twins Mm -hmm. who are older. And so that like set our conversation into motion pretty quickly. Um, And I've shared the story before of how when I returned to co-op after losing the twins, Dara didn't skirt around the issue, but just asked me outright how I was doing and didn't shy away when I told her I was barely hanging in there. So um, true gold, this one right here. So good. (laughs) That was when I was like, I love her. She's a keeper. <laughs> she will never get rid of me. <laughs> good. good. <laughs> um, and I also shared that she knew how to respond because she knows trauma and loss. So she's here to share the story of her sweet brother, Kenny, with us today. Yes. Yeah. Can I love you, to talk about Kenny. I love it. I, well, I love to hear about him. I just like, they've like leaked out over the years. She'll just be like, oh, me and my brother, Kenny. And I'm like, oh, I just love to hear about him. So um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, I'm 48, so I'm getting almost 50, flirting with 50. Woo-hoo. I'm throw a big party um, for you. I've that's got your four thing. children, so the oldest are twins, and they're 27. Mm-hmm. And then um, Ben, like I said earlier, is a senior, and mm-hmm. Kate is a junior. And uh, I've got three grandchildren, two foster grandkids. Um, I like to crochet. I like to read. I teach piano. I love it. All the things. I love Jack that. Jack of all trades yes. over here. Um, where does Kenny's story begin? So Kenny was born in May of 1980. Mm -hmm. Um, He was uh, overdue, so a little bit late. Um, I was five at the time. My sister was three and a half. And um, at the time, 1980, 
DNA testing, genetic testing was not as advanced as it was today. So initially mm. he was diagnosed uh, by visual markers. Oh. So um, in much the same way that children with trisomy 21 or Down syndrome have um, similar facial features that make them recognizable with mm -hmm. that syndrome, children with trisomy 18 also have very similar physical features that make it diagnosing mm. that. So initially he was diagnosed um, based upon visual markers. Um, Interesting. And then, like, you know, my mom was told not to bring him home. The life expectancy, most children with trisomy 18 are stillborn. Okay. So uh -huh. most of those children actually don't make it to a live birth. And then of those that make it to a live birth, quite a number of them pass away within the first six months. So wow. it's, it's not very, and so she was told initially it'd be cruel to bring him home and let us get attached and then have him die so suddenly. So um, that my mom is a woman of faith and said, nope, God's given me this child and we're mm -hmm. going to love the heck out of him mm -hmm. until we can't anymore. Yeah. That's just unfathomable to me that that, that was even a mindset. Because then what about Kenny? What if those six months of his life right right just like that's so they just know, like so just beyond me they just she had a doctor a neonatologist that told her when she was asking for advice like what, what how do I make him healthy how do I keep him here who said in my country we leave children like this to die so oh I don't know gosh. what to tell you that was her last trip wow. to that neonatologist yeah oh you know gosh. so it was very difficult it, in especially at that time mm -hmm. um, medical advancements weren't what they are today um you know so she was kind of mm -hmm. on her own uh, with what to do there. It's not wow. a very common syndrome, so there's mm -hmm. not a lot of... Okay. Not wow. like a pool of information you no. can just dive into. Yeah. Right, no. Wow. Huh. Is it more... Do we know if is it like back in the 80s? Is it more now, like percentage-wise, how that... Ha like, no, it's, it a, it's a lot same? like Down syndrome. It's just a... Um, so after... After he was born, she he had a karyotype done. She had a karyotype. My dad, my stepdad had a karyotype done. Okay. Um, so sometimes it's just a weird fluke. It's right. just a weird fluky mm -hmm. thing right. that happens. Um, sometimes it can be re the result of what's called like a translocation. So like maybe an extra piece of a, a gene sure. that's on one of your cells that's not impacting you, but then impacts sure. your children. So yeah. they had wow. the, all that done afterwards, and it, it was just a fluke. Wow. So it's just, you know, it's just a thing. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Do you remember what the first few weeks were like with him? Um, I was five. Right. So what I mostly remember is um, my mom being, you know, as a five-year-old, just her coming home and saying, you know, he's, we don't know how long we'll have him. Wow. Like, um, he's got, and I, I forget exactly how she said it, you know, he's, there are parts of him that didn't form the way they were supposed to, mm -hmm. so it means that we don't know how long God's going to leave him here with us, and that's all I remember. But, I mean, after a mm -hmm. while, he just kept surviving so you don't yeah, think about it anymore. right wow so. okay so rewind just a second mm -hmm. was it from like ultrasounds that they could tell so she no, didn't know until he was born mm -hmm. okay right got it in fact they thought they let her go quite a bit longer in the pregnancy than probably she should have because they she was measuring so small they thought her dates were wrong oh. but again it's we're talking 1980 right. so it, you know right. it, was, it wasn't like today Wow. So, huh. yeah. That's interesting. So it was just a That's surprise crazy. after he was born. Okay. Wow. Wow. Your mom's quite a woman. Is she? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have no idea. Wow. Yeah, yeah she really was. Wow. Yeah. Um, what was it like living with somebody who lived with different challenges, and how did that affect your childhood? So the story I remember my mom telling was, um, so back in the day, ladies, diapers came in boxes. Uh -huh. okay. yeah. <laughs> so you go buy a big box of diapers. Uh -huh. And um, my sister and I, I remember her coming in one time. My brother had trouble eating on his own. He had some pretty severe heart problems. So just 
the physical act of eating would make him so tired he would sleep. And so mm-hmm. to to lessen the strain on, on his heart, he had a G-tube. Mm-hmm. And so he would get liquid feeds through that G-tube. Um, and my mom came home one day, and my sister and I had our baby dolls set up in the baby doll box, like these diaper boxes, uh-huh. like they were baby doll yeah. beds. And we'd taken old, um, like, tubes and bags from Kenny's Feeds and, like, taped them to our dollies so our dollies were getting uh. tune fed. My mom at the oh. time was just horrified, like, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> They're not using bottles. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, she, uh, you know... A friend of hers said, no, that's their normal. So for us, yeah. I don't think we ever really thought about it. Okay, it was just yeah. what it was. Yeah. You know, we yeah. fed him. We loved him, you mm-hmm. know. That makes sense. Yeah. We yeah. didn't really think about it too yeah. much. It was just, it was just Kenny. Yeah. It was just how he was. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I, I think that. when you're little, you just accept that's what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't, I feel like it, you don't know any different. Like, right. Especially at such a young age. Like that. Yeah. Right. right. And so... Right. And I'm sure for my mom, there was a whole lot of, this is not how this was supposed to be. But oh, right. sure. For us, you just embraced it. Just my brother. Right. Yeah. 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 It's just oh. who he was. Oh. Man, if, the, if just like the rest of the world was like that. Right. You know, <laughs> right. everybody yeah. else could just be like, this is Kenny. Yes. Right. Yeah. Instead of right. all yeah. the other things attached to exactly. it. Exactly. Right. Oh. Was there a point where you knew your time with Kenny was coming to a close? Okay, so this gets a little woo-woo for me because yeah. I mm-hmm. always kind of had a feeling. Um, I couldn't picture myself graduating from high school and Kenny still being there for some reason. Like I could never, okay. you know, like sometimes you, you like project your future and you can see things happening. Mm-hmm. And I could never project a future where he was still there. So I don't think it surprised okay. me when he got sick. Okay. Um, but it, he got sick, went in the hospital. He'd had a couple of those times before something about this time felt different. Mm -hmm. And so I remember asking a nurse who I don't, I couldn't tell you what her name was. I pray and thank, I'm thankful for her every Mm day. Mm -hmm. Um, because I can remember my mom, you know, is of course kind of wrapped up as she should have been Mm -hmm. with what was going on and, um, asking the nurse what's happening right now and, Mm -hmm. and having her take me out into the hall. And she just looked at me and said, honey, he's dying. And, Mm. and it sounds maybe blunt, but mm-hmm. it was a mercy. Cause then I, yeah, ca- I, I, right, kinda, I right. kind of knew then what was coming yeah. and, it, and it led to some decisions going forward that I think mm-hmm. were, I might not have made, um, uh-huh. if I didn't know. How old was he? He was 12. Oh wow. Oh my oh, gosh. Right. Which is crazy when they're like probably six months. Right. And now he's 12. Years. Right. Yeah. Um, at the time that he passed away, he was the oldest living boy in the United States that had trisomy 18. Oh, um, the goodness. boys don't usually do as well. as well okay um the girls sometimes do a lot better so okay. he was the oldest boy in the u.s at that time that had it wow wow. i just remember one time at co-op we were doing something and dara said something about i don't know you something about how when you, your brother died and i was like oh dara i'm so sorry and she goes don't be we were only supposed to have him for six months and we had him for 12 years and i was like right oh, oh my gosh right. <laughs> but even that like perspective though of yeah. like we got to have him for oh, this long right, instead right. of, I mean, I know you would have loved to have him for longer, oh, but absolutely. even just that, that heart posture of, it was just a gift, it was a gift mm-hmm. to yeah. get to have him for that long. Oh, yeah. for sure. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go off script here. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, how was like, cause I know like now we have ultrasounds and women and families can prepare mm-hmm. and kind of um be ready in a sense i don't know if you're ever ready but like mm-hmm. um if there's something that maybe isn't um 
I want to be gentle here. That isn't normal. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that, with it being like your mom and your stepdad, correct, Mm -hmm. found out that this is what it was when he was born. I'm sure obviously it was very rare. So they didn't know much about it. Um, What did, could, as a child growing up in those 12 years when your brother was alive, what did that look like for your mom? Like, could you tell like she had support or like their marriage? Like, is there anything you can speak into that? Um, So I think that they probably would not have, gotten married if it wasn't for Kenny. I think my dad okay. felt it, uh, he was not a planned um, yeah. being. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know that they would have, I, I don't think they were ever really a good match to begin with. Yeah, so okay. I think had he not been born disabled, I don't think that my mom and dad, my stepdad would have stayed married as long as they did. I think he felt a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. But she, um, my aunt was a uh, NICU nurse um, for her entire career. So my aunt and my mom were able to find a support organization that's specifically for children with trisomy 18 and trisomy 13, which are both pretty rare Mm -hmm. trisomies. So not like Down syndrome, which is a lot more common. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, That, because if you look at any, even today, if you go look at literature, it'll say trisomy 18 and it'll say not compatible with life is is what comes after that. Wow. Like the, the, disabilities and my mom was kind of like well he's living right now right Um, right and so she was able to hook up with that support organization Mm -hmm. and even though those families are very scattered because again it's it's not very common even less common to have a child that's still alive with it right you know and was able to have that back and forth conversation what kinds of things are you guys using where did you get your wheelchair what kind of chairs are they Uh sitting in because Mm -hmm. the physical um, you know, and I'm just going to be blunt and uh, the physical deformities, the, the ways their spines curve and sure. their feet mm-hmm. and the different things are right. kind of extreme. So right. they can't just sit in a chair. There mm-hmm. has to be a, right. something different. And, uh, that organization was extraordinarily helpful. So Good. that's yeah. awesome. So even when, when my mom passed away a couple of years ago, that was where the donations could be made was to soft because uh, it was such an amazing wow. resource right. for her. Right. Oh. Wow. That's awesome. I'm glad she had that connection. Because like back in the mm-hmm. 80s, you didn't have like email, Facebook, you didn't or have like yeah. internet. There Nothing. was right. Yeah. And so you I'll got find your, a random pamphlet somewhere. Right. And so you got your soft newsletter every month. Okay. And then they would have a convention somewhere every year where soft families could go okay. and gather. So wow. does that stand for something? Um, support organization for trisomy, okay. 18 and 13. I guess that makes okay. sense. Okay. Okay. Wow. Interesting. I bet, is it still around, do you know? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, if they made donations. Right. So if you were in this situation. Yeah. I'm still a member just because I like, you know, I, don't yeah. Know, yeah. You know, I can pray for their babies and, right. just, sure. it's, you know, kind of watch how the language around it has changed. And over you the learn years. more, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah. It's you know, being informed, like yeah. back in June. Or being oh, able oh, to yeah. share my story as a sibling as opposed to a parent for, right. for parents that have other children. Yes. And yeah. are worried about that impact on their other children. Absolutely. So I can kind of speak into I that a little that. bit as well. Ugh. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Lifelong impact. Yep. Man. Mm-hmm. Right there. Absolutely. I love that. What was your favorite thing about Kenny? Oh. Um, so I was thinking about this. He couldn't hear very well. Um, okay. His hearing loss was probably 80% at least. Wow. And so he could hear, but not well. Okay. Um, and I love to sing. So I used mm-hmm. to sing to him a lot, and he would actually take his hand and place it on my throat when I would oh. sing to him. I think so he could the feel vibrations. the vibration. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sorry. That, <laughs> that is probably my favorite is I could just sit and rock him, and he would just stick his hand right on my throat, oh, and I'd sing I and sing to that. him. So that was probably. I love that. But there are a puddle over here. There are a lot. He was. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but then he always had to be on guard because he also, he couldn't really grab very well. He had, his thumbs were sort of turned in okay. always. So he couldn't really grasp, but he could mm-hmm. pinch if okay. he got you stuck. And so sometimes uh. he'd get really excited. And so <gasps> the whole time you were singing, you were also kind of on guard. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Was, was he verbal? No, no, okay. no. He like he could giggle and laugh, and right. he would make noise, but he couldn't mm-hmm. speak words. Okay, okay. So, was communicating? What did communicating with him look like, um, or him communicating with you? You know, you watched his physical cues, facial mm-hmm. expressions. Was he happy or sad? Um, he would cry. You know, yeah. if he was mm-hmm. uncomfortable, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was mobile. He could roll around. Okay. Um, he learned how to. We had a. You know, again think the time right <laughs> yeah um we had a big console tv and it's so, a uh-huh. you know back in the day you yeah. pull the button out and turn the knob to turn uh-huh. it up and he learned how to turn that up and so oh. he would roll over and put his face right up next to the speaker oh. and then turn the volume up as loud as he could because so he could, could hear, hear it, it. Yeah. yeah oh, oh my gosh that's so that's interesting a, i yeah. know i love I that oh what was it like after you lost him so he was 12 how old were you i was um 17 okay I could have done that math, I right. guess. But yeah, I was 17. It was my senior year of high school, um, and it was pretty quick. Um, he got mm-hmm. sick, and I think it was about three or four days from the time okay. that he got oh, wow. sick until the time it was wow. pretty quick. Was it like a, he got a cold? or was I it honestly think his poor heart just had had enough. Okay. If it, he had some pretty severe heart problems, and so I don't know. I mean, with his disorder, it's not like they do anything to mm-hmm. try to figure out the exact cause. Right. And, um, I think it was his heart, and then I, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, he developed pneumonia uh, while he was in the okay. hospital, and yeah. then, okay. yeah, passed away. Wow. Um, you know, it was really odd, because he, our, our whole lives kind of centered around him. Mm-hmm. It was like having an infant that yeah. weighed 65 to 75 pounds, uh-huh. you know, wh- when he was 12 years old, so mm-hmm. you never... You know, at that time, my mom was a single parent, so there was never a decision that was made that didn't involve, how do we do this with Kenny, you okay. know? Um, do you want to go to this place? Well, how hot is it going to be? How bright is the sun? How, you know, you, everything that you did mm-hmm. um, kind of revolved around what what was comfortable for him. Uh-huh. Um, you can't just get a babysitter. Right. <laughs> for right. someone that's yeah. got trisomy 18, yeah. you have, that's, they ought to be really planned and it has to be someone else that has experience with children that mm-hmm. have those kind of needs and right. isn't scared to keep him, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and I can, you know, I, what I can remember is sitting with my sister like a day or two after he had passed away. My mom was off doing probably something for planning the funeral mm-hmm. or, or getting ready. Um, and looking at my sister and going, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, because we could do whatever we wanted right now. Right. You know, yeah. I was mobile. I could drive. I had a car. Right. And, I, you know, we could go to movies if you wanted. And we both just kind of looked at each other like, I really don't want to. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it was kind. It was very weird, yeah. Um, yeah. and that is, I think, what was hard for my mom is her entire yeah. existence centered around yep. that. That yeah. was her. That was her life, and right. I. And yeah. it was. I don't think she ever really pivoted to having a life outside of that. Okay. Afterwards, mm. yeah, yeah. So I remember it was really, really strange. Oh, yeah, wow. sure. It was yeah, very sure. strange. Just that, yeah. Uh-huh. That just like the tension. Of right. Yeah. Did your mom have like a good community around her, or, like? When that happened, like family, friends, or even the people that she connected with who also had She didn't have people that, you know, in the soft community that kind of understood. But again, they're all very scattered. Right, um, right. And so he died in 92. So this is still kind of before, it, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah. difficult. She didn't have, like, money to travel across country or anything sure. like that. So I think for a long time she just sort of... Um, 
didn't feel it for a bit. Okay. Like once she got, I don't know if that makes yeah. sense, yes, but just kind of moved yep. on and had this really normal life for a while, uh-huh. um, which I think is really bad yeah. <laughs> to do. Yeah. Right. Um, right. The only way to get, th- and you don't get through grief, but the only way to get through grief is to go through grief. Right. I right. mean, you yes. can't yep. ignore it yep. because no. it never goes right. away. Right. Um, so, and I'm sure that generation also like wasn't taught like how to do that maybe, right. you know, mm-hmm. like, Right. Um, I feel like we're trying to break the generational yeah. curse here, yeah. you know? And oh, so, I agree. Yeah. Grief is taboo, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And right. so in, generally speaking, even today, if someone says, how are you doing? What they really are asking is, are you over it yet? Right. Because you're making me uncomfortable being sad. Right. So yeah. are you, can we move? Are you done? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's. Can we, can we talk about something else now? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not sad anymore, right? Because mm-hmm. it makes right. me uncomfortable when you cry. So. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so it was kind of taboo. And I think even my grandmother to some extent you know there's a whole lot of especially when you have a child that has that many disabilities mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that go but he's in such a better place now like you right. shouldn't be sad right because now he's perfected right you know well no yeah. I still miss him yeah right. you know right so he's still not here and when yes. he was I think it was hard for her I think she yeah. probably felt a lot of pressure to just move on yeah you yeah. know you should just be happy he's not in pain anymore it's that joy and mm. grief you know that have to coexist and people don't understand that that has to happen like you can be joyful that he's completely healed mm-hmm. but you're still grieving his presence like yeah. you're still grieving mm-hmm. the fact mm-hmm. of the many losses that your brother's gone yeah, right your son is gone yeah right a- right there's almost this idea that if you're feeling a lot of grief that the joy if you feel joy in a moment that somehow you've done dishonor yes, yes. to the grief yes. that you have for your loss and right. then the, the same is true right if mm-hmm. you're having a great moment right. and you all of a sudden feel that loss mm-hmm. and need to shed some tears uh-huh. um, in that joyful moment. Well, now you've ruined it. Right. 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 Because right. we were all really happy and now you're crying. Right. Yeah. And right. With, and there's no rule. Like, we can do both. We can right. do both. You yes. Know? And, yes. And one doesn't negate the other. Right. No. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. That's so true. Yep. So true. Did you feel like you had a good community around you? Um, yeah. I had a lot of really good friends. I can remember sitting at the um, funeral home, like the night of his viewing, Mm-hmm. which was just packed. I mean, um, he touched a lot of people in mm-hmm. his life, which was kind of nice to see. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I remember sitting in that viewing and with some of my friends and somebody said something and I started to laugh. And then just like we immediately thought, oh, what am oh, I doing? I'm right. laughing. Like yeah. I'm sitting at my brother's uh-huh. funeral right. and right. I'm laughing. Like what right. is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And, and, and saying it and having a friend go, you know, it's, it's Right, yeah. Oh, it's okay. okay. Yeah. You know, it doesn't uh-huh. mean you're not sad. Yeah. Right. Uh, what right. a gift. Um, and yeah. so I did. I had a lot of really good friends. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Was there anything you did that helped you cope? Or even today? I mean, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, his his passing, you know, you're 17 sure. anyway. Yeah. Right. Um, that's not an easy time for anyone. Right. No. So it, I had a little bit of a faith struggle right after that. Like, what? Understandably. Yeah, what yeah. was the purpose of this? Like, right. why would God send a child that was imperfect if uh-huh. he didn't have to? Right, mm-hmm. right. <clears throat> so I struggled with that a little bit. And about, you know, I've been praying about it a lot. You know, uh-huh. I just, is he safe? Is he okay? Right, You know, right. is there really something after that? Like, is right, he yeah. really perfected? Like, right. what is the right. deal? Yeah. Um, and about six months after he passed away, I had a dream. Always with the dreams that get me. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a dream. Mm-hmm. It was a visit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the dream, it was just, and I couldn't even tell you in 
what we talked about. Mm -hmm. But I remember him riding up on a bicycle and we just sat on a fence and just talked and talked. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I hit my mic because I'm drying my tears, everybody. And it was really, because he'd never Mm -hmm. talked, right? Right, right. And he looked like Kenny, but but not. Right. With the, you know, like Kenny, if he had been born the way he, perfect. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Right. Perfect. If he had been born normal or without, you know. Right. And then at the end of the dream, he just said, okay, I've got to go. And, and, um, you know, Jesus is uh-huh. waiting for me, so I have to go. Oh, my gosh, and then, yeah. and then he and, and he leaves. And that was, I think, a turning point for me. Okay. Um, just because in my heart, I knew that that was, uh, it was not just my subconscious making up something to make me feel. I really do yes. think that God allowed yeah. that in uh-huh. that moment. Yeah. Um, to reassure me that he was okay. Yeah. Yep. And yep. then that was kind of a turning point as far mm. as. Yeah. For a lot of things, really, yep. honestly. Yeah. I think on this side of heaven, we'll have all kinds of questions and we'll mm-hmm. never know why God allows things to happen uh-huh. in this sinful world. Um, but like you said, he touched so many lives right. in, the, so in many his lives. funeral, you know, like, and you are a piece of that puzzle. Mm-hmm. I'm changed because he was here. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. who I am was changed because mm-hmm. he was here. And yes. I think in ways that are good. Right. Yes. Right. And so not that God caused his disorder, but no. I think he allowed it right. knowing the impact that it would right. have. And he was and a so seed. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you're able to still, like you said, speak in to people's lives. Mm-hmm. I try. You know, and like just being that sibling, you know, we can be here and be moms and talk about the mom side, you know, right. but you're the sibling side. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just a ripple effect, yeah. you know? And so... Um, well, and even our interaction when you knew how to respond to me exactly and I honestly that was probably the first time I'd been responded to that way even with our first loss nobody responded quite that way right and so for me to like experience that and see like oh so you can say something like oh because it sucks of course right of course you're barely holding it together because that was really hard and right instead of oh well they're uh-huh. In a better place. Right. And with Jesus now. Yes, I know. Right. I know. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but thank you so much. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, but I never even thought. What's interesting to me is I never thought twice about that conversation, right. Lindsay. Like it I never, know. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a normal conversation. Uh-huh. It went on. Right. Had no right. idea that it meant. Yeah. Anything right. beyond uh-huh. just having a conversation right. with you. But yeah. I'm, I hope that I'm a person that if someone is experiencing something hard, they're able to be mm-hmm. authentic about that hard. Mm-hmm. Right. That right. they don't have to try to put some pretty paint on it right. Right. and pretend right. for me because right. your tears don't make me uncomfortable. I'll right. cry with you. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like that's, you should yeah. cry. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, I, I mean, again, another time we're still like getting to know each other me and darren we show up to a mom's meeting and she's like how are you and i look at her and i go it was a hell of a day yeah <laughs> she just died laughing and i was like but i knew i could yeah. say that to her i walked in that, she like, does that presence about you yes that you are a safe person yes and like you like i just i think like you said he has shaped you who you are today and i just think that is just part of why you are the way you are and just amazing that mm-hmm. you are. And I think people need those safe people in their lives. Um, and I think you can do that without even speaking to someone and they will feel that. I totally agree. Yeah. And then that's a ripple effect because then that's been passed on to me and right. I'm like, okay, well I want to be that. Right. 
right. for somebody else. And mm-hmm. then it just, yeah. it is, it's this yeah. huge ripple effect. And uh-huh. so t- still to uh-huh. this day, yeah. Kenny is because having shine that light yes, on people. Absolutely. Absolutely. His story is still being told through you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're still loving people the way they need to be loved during grief and mm-hmm. joy and all the in-betweens. Um, I really pray that that's true. I try. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I pray yeah. that that's true. Right. So. I don't think you need to try. You know, it, I think it's just there and it's already, it's, it's natural, already true. Yes. You know, yeah. I always think how much easier it would be to get, and I say get through and I'm, that's the wrong way to say it, but right. I don't know how else to phrase it because mm-hmm. it's not, you don't ever get through something like that. Right. You just to kind of grow around it, I guess, and yeah. learn to, uh-huh. to live with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But how much easier would that be if people didn't make you feel like you had to hide it? Like if you right. were just able to be, you know, yeah. vulnerable. Like that right yeah. there, right. the nail on the head. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah, if you could call things. someone and say, no, I, you know, I know we had plans, but I can't because I woke right. up today and I haven't stopped crying for three hours. So right. I'm going to stay right. home uh-huh. right. and, yeah. and not be made to feel like there was something weird right. Uh-huh. Right. about uh-huh. still crying. Yeah. Right. You know. I, yep. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who is in a similar circumstance? As a sibling or a parent? Either one. Either. Honestly. Yeah. Either. Both. I think I, I would tell them to just love fiercely. Yeah. Like mm. you, you don't have... This thing is going to happen to you whether you want it to or not. Right. Right. So like a long time ago, I stopped praying to get through things and started praying that I would get through them with grace mm-hmm. because it's a distinction. I don't have any mm-hmm. choice but to walk through it. Right. 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 And so I've always been so proud of my mom for saying, no, I'm going to bring him home. And if it's two weeks or two months, we're going to all he's going to know while he's here is love. Mm-hmm. Right. And then. I think the second thing I would say is stop looking at grief as something to be avoided. Uh-huh. Mm. Everyone will die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a hundred percent sure. No one's made it out here. Um, <laughs> no. And, and, and fortunately some of us will die as children. Uh-huh. Some of us will die before we are born. Mm. Um, right. Some of us are going to love our children and they're going to make a dumb decision and be taken away. Or it may right. be because of disease or sickness. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Grief is not bad. <laughs> Yeah. Grief yeah. is just a proof that there was something to love. Mm-hmm. And right. that's actually a good thing. Right. You know, right. absolutely. So I think that the, the problem for my mom was she 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 could never wrap her mind around the fact that it was okay to still miss him but still have a good life afterwards. Yeah. It felt like she was Yeah. Yeah. Hanging on to that grief to prove mm-hmm. how much she loved him. And you know what? We mm-hmm. prove that we love them by living by the lives them. that they yeah. couldn't. Right. 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 Yeah, um, absolutely. And so, but it's, I think that's, why, don't be scared of your grief and don't be scared mm. to love yeah. in that mm. circumstance. Yeah. So he good. was born broken, but he had value mm-hmm. and he absolutely. experienced joy uh-huh. and love right. and mm-hmm. all of those things, whether he could speak or not. So mm-hmm. his, his life was worth right. living here. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that's what I would say. Yeah. Don't be afraid to love, but right. don't be afraid. To, the grief is not, a, it's right. not your enemy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I also just want to throw in there, as I'm like connecting the dots here, you love your foster grandchildren in a way that (laughs) I don't see. And I think it's because people are afraid to get attached to these babies that they don't know how long they're going to be around. I know. And I've heard so many people say like, Uh yeah, but like, what are their lives going to be like if nobody gets attached to them? Like these kids need somebody to get attached to them. And I think you're just not afraid to get attached. Yeah, it's these two that we have right now will probably be going home within the next month or two. We mm-hmm. know that. And we've had them for almost two years. Oh, wow. my goodness. Um, 
So it's going to be really hard. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's going to them to pieces. But, you know, yeah. again, I just pray that they've that what they've known while they were with us has been mm. something yes. that marks them in a way absolutely. that's positive. It, absolutely. it will for the rest okay. of their lives. So. They will know that. Yeah. Whether they can recognize where it came right. from or not, they will feel that love and that care that was uh-huh. given to them. Mm-hmm. And you may, and that's just part of like living the Christian life is like, we may never see that fruit, you know what right. I mean? But the fact that you're doing that now mm-hmm. will shape them just like Kenny has shaped you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's a good example of living your faith. Cause if you hadn't said that in a pod, mm-hmm. I'd never know the right. impact of what I said to you. I would right. never have known that right. because yeah. I just said it and then. Yeah, and then you know, well, part of it. Yeah, and so when you sent life. it to me, I remember listening to it, and I started crying. And my husband was like, "What is wrong with you?" And I was like, "I, <laughs> I had forgotten this conversation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I had forgotten this conversation." Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I know. Well, and I just sent it to you because I was like, she probably doesn't even know. Right. Mm-mm. She probably has no yeah. idea. No. I would like for her to know right. the right. impact that she yeah. made. And so I was like, here you go, Dara. And you shouldn't we just do that? Like, right. I just encourage all of our listeners, if uh-huh. someone has impacted you or made you feel loved mm-hmm. and you have not told them, mm-hmm. go tell them. Go tell them. Go tell them the impact they have done on your life, even if it was something small or something big. Because it's the little things that make the big things. Absolutely. Maybe you haven't even talked to them in years. Yeah. Send them an email. Yeah. Send them a text. Right. You know, like, hey, by the way. When you said this. We can just love each other better, I feel like, in that sense. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) Absolutely. It's a good way to love fiercely, as Dara has so lovingly pointed out. Absolutely. Yes. I love that. Well, our Thrive Tip this month is to let them in. How we're doing that this month is by sharing stories outside of this club that we're all a part of that we never intended to sign up for. Um, Because guess what? They are also part of a club that they never intended to sign up for. So let's hear each other out this month. Instead of comparing pain, let's accept that we've all faced pain we would never have wanted to face. And let's let each other in. There's more than enough room at the table. Um, Dara, thank you so much for coming on today to talk about Kenny with us. It's just such an honor to get to share his story and yours today and just the lasting impact that, you know, Uh that he still has to this day. And that will just continue on. Well, thanks for asking me. I love to talk about him. Yes. And she brought pictures in for us to see. Maybe we can post those. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I would love that. That'd be amazing. So then you guys can see Kenny, who we... Who he, who he was, who he is, uh-huh. how he's impacted all of us that are listening today. So uh-huh. many people. So um, thank you guys for joining us today and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us on the Yet We Thrive podcast. If today's episode had any impact on you, we would love it if you would take a screenshot or write a quote to share on social media. Don't forget to tag us at Yet We Thrive so we can see. We would also love if you hopped onto your listening platform to leave us a review. These things will help us to spread the word and keep on thriving. Until next time.